Hey guys, it's me, James. You're listening to 101.7 Radio Free Hillsdale. This is The Spin Room with my friend Monty here. Hello. And me, James Milius. And we've got some great music news lined up for you today. We're going to do a review of the new Father John Misty album, keep you in the loop of what's going on in the music world, and uh, some interesting stuff going on here on campus, too. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, uh, getting right into the music news right away. So, this is a bit old, but Passion Pit released an album on the 24th of March. I forgot to cover that because it was sort of out of the blue. It was free on Twitter. Uh, it's their first since 2015. It got a 7.5 on Pitchfork, if that matters to any of you. And like I said previously, it's free. I haven't had the chance to listen to it. I eventually will. Not sure if we're going to review it, though. So It seems like uh, Twitter might be a, a common theme today. Twitter is sort of a common theme today. Interesting. <laughs> really makes you think. Um, also, Wilco's Jeff Tweedy and one of my favorite musicians of all time. I saw him in February at the Chicago Theater. He announced that he's releasing a solo album. It's really his first solo album. He did some stuff for a movie soundtrack in 2003. Uh, It's going to be called Together at Last. It's out June 23rd. It's a bunch of acoustic covers of his own songs from Wilco, like I'm Trying to Break Your Heart and Via Chicago. I'm very, very excited for this. If you I, if you can't tell, Monty is from the Chicago area. I'm not so. really from the Chicago area. I'm Southwest Michigan. We share a culture, sort of. Um, but I'm very excited for Wilco. Everyone who lives within 100 miles of Chicago just goes crazy <laughs> for Wilco. And I, I don't really understand it. Like, no, I, I do, but it's, they're, they're, it's something I've noticed. <laughs> a lot of 40-year-old dads like them now, though. When I went to the concert, it was just, a you know, the stereotype reigned true. It was a bunch of people who Generation X... Hey, at least they know their 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 audience. Yeah, they do. Um, also, Lord is putting out an album on June twenty, um, not June twenty sixth, June sixteenth, called Melodrama. It's her first since Pure Heroin. Lord really makes me feel old and also unaccomplished. Like she's only two years older than me. She's twenty. Yeah, you know, really successful career too. Like she just came out of nowhere basically yeah. with her first album and, and it's it not blew like up. it was bad. It was actually very very good. So Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of Lord. I'm excited for her to come out with the new album. Uh Mac DeMarco is currently debuting new songs. He debuted a new one called Dreams from Yesterday and Moonlight on the River. Um it's his first since you know, 2014 sale days. He had a couple demos here and there. He's this is a uh, part of his upcoming album the old dog which is supposed to release later this year i believe it's supposed to release on june 16th so a lot of releases in middle of june we're gonna play the mac demarco song the single from this old dog on this level here it is even from the other side That was On The Level. I pronounced that wrong before. It's On The Level from Mac DeMarco's new album. Um, this Old Dog. This Old Dog. Very exciting things. I'm not a huge Mac DeMarco fan, but I'm going to see him in concert. So Yeah, I you know, Mac DeMarco, all signs suggest that I should be a Mac DeMarco fan based on the music <laughs> I listen to. But I never really got into him. I, I gave Salad Days a couple listens. Wasn't a huge fan. Yeah. Um, I might have to go check it out again sometime. But I know a lot of people who uh, think he's like the bee's knees. So, oh, my my girlfriend Nikki's one of those people. She she loves the guy. 
Um, and this is some more important news here. Uh, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, I love that name, announced another album this year called Murder of the Universe. Now, this band promised, I think, seven albums this year, but I think they're ultimately going to probably release three because this is a massive, massive album. It has three chapters to it. That's due out June 23rd. It's their second album, as I said, of this year. They've been churning out a, a lot of good music the last oh, couple of years. And for how much they've been touring, it's incredible. Yeah, these the guys band are... band is constantly on tour. They're always making music, always releasing new stuff. You know, just last year, I think it was, they had... Uh, oh, what was the name of that album? There was one that came out last year, and then the... It was Nonagon Infinity. Nonagon Infinity, they, that's the one that came out last year. Flying Microtonal Banana came out earlier this year, yep. I think in February, and that was a spectacular release. Mm -hmm. I think I gave it like a 7.6. It was really a solid album. I'm excited for this one. I'm a bit weary, weary because it's so big, and there's a history of you know indie bands releasing massive albums and then just falling flat in their faces doing so, but I think this band is... The band is fresh. It's new. They're coming out with con consistently great materials and yeah they, they haven't given any indication for me to think that this would be bad so far no not you know? at all their first single was 13 minutes long so we're not going to play that for you because it's just so big and their strongs don't songs usually don't <laughs> usually follow a you know the typical structure of songs no, they really but don't give the uh give that give some of that a listen oh be, for sure be ready for that to come out and then this is the big one it makes you go damn i'm gonna regret that joke uh when this airs <laughs> Um, Kendrick Lamar's new album has a proper title. We covered that last episode. It comes out tomorrow. We're going to review it next week because that's possibly the biggest release of this year so far. Um, I'm incredibly excited for it. Yeah, there's some controversy about the uh, the album art. People online like on Twitter saying it looks uh, unprofessional. It lacks a lot of the imagery that was in Kendrick's previous album arts. Which was um, uber political. Yeah, um, so uh, I honestly, I kind of like the album art. I think it's <laughs> like that's an unpopular opinion. I know, but I, it's you know, I, uh, I, I think that, I mean, I, I like things that go against the grain a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it, you know, it's trying new things. It looks, it's pleasing yeah, it aesthetically. Is, it is, you know? I guess, pleasing aesthetically. I'm a fan of uh, Sarah fonts, so I can get behind <laughs> that. If you guys have ever seen Viper album covers, Viper is this. Really Viper is a uh, rapper from uh, I don't remember where. I think where. he's from Texas. He's from Twitter, basically. He's from Twitter too. The dude's a gigantic <laughs> meme. I think he has four hundred or so albums to his name, which he more, he calls them stupid things. Like there's literally an album called "You Are Stupid." He has one called uh, "F the World, It Ain't Real." I bend the spoon with my mind. That's the best <laughs> Viper album title by far. Um, <laughs> he is a. He's an interesting guy, to say the least. Um, but it looks like that. I can see the aesthetic behind it. I'm very excited for it. It comes out tomorrow. Check Spotify, Title, whatever streaming service you use. It should be there. All right. Uh, another album that came out last week um, was the Smith Street Band's mm -hmm. More Scared of You Than You Are of Me, which is a good um, indie rock. Kind of got some some punk influence in there. Yeah. Um, Smith Street Band is Will Wagner's brainchild. He uh, was in some folk punk stuff before, uh -huh. but now this band, Indie Rock. Um, let's play for you guys uh, Birthdays from the album real quick. A clip from that.
That was Birthdays from More Scared of You Than You Are of Me by the Smith Street Band. This is one of my favorite albums to come out so far this year. I recommend you guys listen to it. I know you haven't listened to it yet, Monty, no, but not. you should I didn't even check know it, it out. Existed. <laughs> it's it's a great one. Um, one of my favorites so far. So give that give that a spin. All right, so I think now is about the time that we should get into the review of Father John Misty's new album, Pure Comedy. Uh, this album came out, give or take, a week ago, I think on April 7th. It was pre-ordered. People got to listen to it beforehand, but it wasn't on Spotify or anything, and the leaks were of low quality, so I didn't listen to them. Um, but really, it's been getting a lot of positive reviews. I think it has an 87 on Metacritic right now. It's the second most discussed album of this year behind, get this, Divide by Ed Sheeran, which is not good at all. <laughs> And it got a hundred score from the Guardian and Record Collector, uh, and I think a seven point six from Pitchfork. If any of those publications matter to you, the thing is a seventy-five minute long album. It's very political. It's very, very edgy in some aspects, and he does a lot of he does away with a lot of the folk influence that he had on his previous albums and it's a lot more of a piano album it reminds you of elton john if elton john was a bit more pissed off at the world um that's the best way i can describe it what if, are your if elton john was a shut-in who got all of his news from twitter and from like now this video essentially it would be this album <laughs> now this videos that's, yeah that's a really good <laughs> AJ i wish i thought about that <laughs> or mike you know mike is the new hot take that people like to spam around facebook it's those those social media quote-unquote political outlet or yeah. sorry media outlets it's essentially that it's, it's just 30 second long videos with yellow text to make you think it's it's provocative yeah so i guess my view on this i've never been a big fan first off i've never been a huge huge fan of father john misty i went out and bought i love you honey bear when it came out because i thought there was some spectacular songs on it i did not go out and buy this because based on the singles i really wasn't interested in it but i gave it a listen anyway and there were some beautiful moments on this album don't get me wrong this album does have its merits for sure However, it's incredibly long. I could care less for the production in several instances. Um, I don't like how Father John Misty's voice is pushed constantly to the forefront in a way that is reminiscent of the Fleet Foxes, but Fleet Foxes does it in a completely different way. Um, I wish that he paid more attention to his instruments. I think I really wish he made it more of a lush album. And I really wish he paid less emphasis. And this is the big point here. I really wish he would change his lyrics up a bit to be less abrasive, more interesting, and less of like armchair philosophy. Because like I said before, this album is politically based. A lot of it has to deal with the fallout of Trump winning the election. And a lot of it sounds like a Twitter rant or something that could go on r slash I am so smart on Reddit. This entire album, he's tipping his fedora too loud for us to actually hear the music. I Yeah, I would say that's an accurate assessment the thing is there's some great lyrics on this album i think at some points he is self-aware of himself and make in realizing that he's making an album that's going to be off-putting to a lot of people and the fact that the lyrics are just so pushed and forced upon you um and that one of the songs that i'm going to play for you right now it's called um I need to find it here it's called the memo. Yeah, the memo. memo. Right. It's the memo. So we're going to play the memo for you really quick here. And it's one of my favorite songs on the album. I think this is a point where he gets the lyrics right. 
sounds a lot like Granddaddy at the end. So here it is. And as the world is getting smaller, small things take up all your time. That was the memo by Father John Misty. Um, James, what are your opinions on this album just in general? So, you know, you said that you weren't a huge fan of Father John Misty going into this album. I was a huge fan of I Love You, Honey Bear. I, I oh, love yeah. that album a lot. So I had high hopes for this. Um, and I don't really think it lives up to my expectations for this album. Like, don't get me wrong. I like this album and I think it's good. But, you know, there was something about I Love You, Honey Bear. I think the lyrics were more personal on I Love You, Honey Bear. Yeah, they, were they about definitely were. He his was, relationship with his wife. He was trying to make like a non-cheesy love album. Yeah, I heard, exactly. I heard him say that on a Sirius XMU interview. Yeah, and, and you know, worked. and beyond that, the instrumentation on I Love You, Honey Bear. So, like, for example, the the, lead, the title track, the first track on the album of I Love You, Honey Bear, mm. it's got this these layers of yeah. strings and, and flutes and horns self, and guitars. It's a self-titled song, I Love You, Honey Bear. That's a great song, and it builds up in, like, a massive crescendo. And it's got this, you know, it's this these deep levels of, if you know, if you change your your mixer a bit, your your, your equalizer a bit, you, you hear different things yeah. in the song, and it's great. There's a lot of depth we'll play, to this song. We'll play that for you right now. Here's a clip um, from Father John Misty's previous album from the song I Love You, Honey Bear. And nothing will be spared But I love you That was I Love You, Honey Bear by Father John Misty. As you can see, it's a bit different than the stuff he's releasing now. A lot more stripped back now, less instrumentation. And I, I think that there's a there's a couple moments on pure comedy where mm -hmm. he does kind of go in the same direction and he, yeah. he experiments with some new instrumentation and some I mean, like there so are like some. in in pure comedy, the title track, in the the build up to that. The like the first part when he's got like those the radio, uh, the, the radio, yeah, I think the radio. That's, that's reminds really cool. me a lot of Pink Floyd. Reminds me of uh, OK Computer a little bit. It, it gave me that vibe too, for sure. Um, we'll and play... you know, I think that Pure Comedy is one of the best tracks. Oh on this no, album. it's a great way to start off the album. But I wish the whole album kept up that pace for the sure. The same problem that a lot of albums in this scene are having, especially. Mm. I mean, this has been true every release so far for Father John Misty. I think is that the best song is the first song on the album, and then it just falls off the map. Yeah, especially in this one, because, you know, in I Loved You, I Love You, Honey Bear, um, the, you know, the other songs were still good. They were still interesting to listen to. They all sounded different. And they were all unique. Yeah. But this album, so much of it sounds the same. And you don't since he's it's mostly piano and vocals and not a lot else than that. Mm -hmm. You for a 75 minute long album, you would expect a bit more diversity in the in the sonic, you know, in the scheme of things. The instrumentation. And this is actually something I've been criticized for personally releasing my solo music as uh, Nitchard Dixon. People have been saying you just rely on piano too much. You don't have any percussion. You don't have anything else backing it up. And that's true. And I think percussion and I think instrumentation 
is a massive thing you have to have. That's not to say that Father John Misty does completely away with it. It's not like that. And you can do you can do well with simple instrumentation. Yeah. I think the Mountain Goats prove that with their, yeah. you know, most a lot of their releases are just John Darnielle with an acoustic guitar. I think that um, Neutral Milk Hotel does is a good oh, example sure. of that. It's really simple. I mean, there's more than just one or two instruments, but you can it's a not a lot. It's not very complex in that sense. But Father John Misty here... It's not just that it's so simply organized and simply arranged. It's that so much of it is the same and the songs are five to or seven to 13 minutes long. The way I see it is that you get through, you know, there are parts in the sound that are peaks. Those peaks are getting old on Magic Mountain, which we'll play for you later. Um, then there's Birdie, which is good. And there's uh, Smoochie, which is also a good song. And then, of course, there's the memo. And these peaks stay there for just a little while and then they go away and you're left with a bunch of just barren terrain of music that really is not interesting whatsoever and then there of course as james was saying there are these 13 seven minute long songs in there which just do nothing they don't build up to anything that you would expect them to you know um i listen to a lot of music that has these long songs as well like um if any of you have listened to modest mouse um especially their older works there's seven 13 20 minute long songs in some of them but they stay interesting they build up to something they aren't just you know the same thing through the whole thing and there are times you know when it you know maybe they should make the song shorter but with father john misty it's like it's not just that the songs are too long on this album it's that they're too long and they don't do anything with Uh that length and then there's one song in particular that really irks me and it's um, Leaving L.A. And it's like a narrative song that's 13 minutes long with the same chords for about seven minutes of that 13. And it's incredibly boring to listen to. And when you realize that the lyrics there are personal to Misty, and he just ruins it with dragging them on forever and ever about choking on candy and J.C. Penny and nearly dying and his mom driving him home, you feel like you can make a four or five minute song about that. And it'll be just fine. And Father John Misty in the past has done these really personal songs really well. Yeah, but he just drags it on for 13 minutes. And at some point you're like, get on with it. When is this going to end? I'd like to listen to the rest of the album now. But it doesn't get to that situation. And then another issue I have personally is the ending of this album. I need to state that the B side on this album is incredible. It's better than the A side. In my personal opinion, there's a lot more depth and a lot more intricate experimentalization and just instrumentalization on the B-side, especially on Getting Old and Magic Mountain, which we're gonna play a clip for from that song right now. Slower, better, the slower, the better. Cause there's no one old on Magic Mountain. That was Getting Old on Magic Mountain by Father John Misty. Now, what I love about this song is the ending in particular. It fades out and reminds me a lot of Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. There's a lot of elements in this album that remind me of Wilco on a basic, basic level. Um, And I wish they would have ended, I wish Father John Misty would have ended the album on this song with the, you know, the reverb at the end, almost like a Paul stretch. I know it's not, I know you're gonna beat me up over that term because it's not a true Paul stretch, (laughs) but it sounds like a Paul stretch. And 
he just ends the album with a two-minute song right after that. And it's you're not going to remember that two-minute song. It extends the album into a part where you, you've lost all attention at this grand crescendoing piece of music that is really central to this album. And then you squander that with an acoustic song at the end. If this album was about half as long as it is, I think, mm. you know, it would be a really great album and I would love it. But the problem with it is it doesn't hold your, it doesn't do enough interesting things to hold your attention through the whole 75 minutes. And, you know, we've, we've touched on the lyrics being controversial at, at worst. Um, uh-huh. But like some of the lyrics on this he album. Calls, he calls Jesus a zombie. Calls Jesus a zombie. There's a lyric. Um, About Taylor Swift. It's like banging Taylor Swift on an Oculus Rift. And it's like, <laughs> like it, it doesn't come across as very tasteful. You know, it, it it's kind of, it's really Father, immature. Father Omari West, am I right? Like he's going on his, uh, his Twitter rant, basically, that he goes on quite often. Yeah. And... Translating that to a to an album, and you know it's, it doesn't it doesn't really work. I won't say I I don't dislike this album. I think it's a good album. Oh, but yeah. I have a lot of they're a little more than nitpicks, more like just criticisms of this album. And I I, I guess I'll, why I'm vocalizing this so much is because I was really excited for this album, and then you were really hyped about it. yeah, and then really disappointed by what it was. So I mean, I was pretty hyped about it too, and I was a bit disappointed. I think, broadly speaking, the general public is pretty disappointed with it as well. I mean, there are some vehemently vocal fans of Father John Misty for sure, and it's been getting its way around, you know, publications, and they've been giving it good scores because I think a lot of publications have fallen into this thing where if it's not socially conscious, it's not good. To the extent where they gave Solange best new music, or not best new music, they gave her best new music and album of the year last year when I don't even remember that album on Pitchfork. Um, but yeah, I'm going to give this a 6 out of 10. I thought there were some great moments on it. I think there are some moments where I want to go back and listen to it a lot. But for the most part, I just think it fell flat. Give it like a, a strong 6, low 7. Um, you know, it's you sh- it's worth giving a listen, but I, I don't expect many people to keep this in rotation very often. No, it's um, just too long. If you want to listen to Father John Misty, I would just recommend listen to I Love You Honey Bear or go listen to Fleet Foxes instead. You know, it's I, I'm excited for the new Fleet Foxes. Um, hopefully he gets it right on that album. Well, it's not he, just he's him. Not in, he's not in Fleet Foxes anymore. Oh, is he not? No, he, he left the band. Oh. Well, <laughs> listen to Fleet Foxes instead anyways. That was news to me. I didn't hear about that. Um, I mean, he, was the, he was the drummer back on uh, in 2008. Yeah, well, yeah, but those were, those were good albums. Oh, you yeah. Know? I'm yeah, saying, I'm saying like, if you want to listen to this type of music, yeah. there's, there's, there's a lot of better choices. Um, Father John Misty's own catalog and catalogs of other musical acts. So, yeah. you know, give this a listen. If you like it, that's great. Um, if not... I'm not surprised. So Also, I highly suggest there are two other albums I listened to this week that I think you guys should go out and listen to. We don't have enough time to cover them, but that is Arca's self-titled, and that is Olver's new album, The Death of Julius Caesar. Both are really, really good synth pop and really dark synth pop albums that I think people would enjoy. So go check those out. Those are on Spotify. Great albums out this week. Um, and we just want to plug Central Hall Palooza right now as well. Yeah, we've got a showdown. Um, well, I guess by the time this airs, that will have already happened. Well, the showdown's but, happening tonight. Uh, yeah. This 
being recorded. As of recording. Yeah, so I'm excited to see who wins that. Um, congratulations to whoever ends up winning. Um, you know, a lot of great bands. A lot of great uh, bands. I know a lot of the guys in those bands, so we congratulations to all of you. Um, we I'm ex- I, you know, um, they just announced the the band that's headlining Central Hall of Palooza, didn't they? It's... Uh, I- they said it's, King's Circle, was that the name King's, of it? It's King's Circle, I think, or something like something that. Something like that? I'm not really th- that interested in it. It's Lost Kings. Lost sorry. Kings, it's Lost that's what Kings. it's called. They're right. a Chainsmokers ripoff band, uh, but I'm happy they're coming anyways. Yeah, you know, I'll be excited to see what they do. I uh, can't say I'm a fan of their music. Well, I've I mean, never they, heard of them before, really not but I'm famous. not a fan of the Chainsmokers, so if that's the comparison that's being drawn, <laughs> I might not enjoy it, but I'm still going to go and see and, um, you know, I enjoy the enjoy, enjoy the, the food, the food, everything. the atmosphere. You know, Jeff Davey in the wine boxes. Assuming they're playing, oh, they if they win tonight. I mean, there's going to be three bands, so I okay, really hope they yeah. win. Um, but yeah, uh, should be a good time. Be sure to check that out. That is on. Uh, uh, it's in. It's at the end of April. End I think of April. April twenty eighth. Uh, so yeah, if you're on campus, go check that out. If you're not on campus, that'd be a bit weird if you came and you know saw a student band check it out anyways but check it out anyways it might be a fun experience for you just check it out yeah check it out (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah thank you for listening to uh the spin room with me monty and james over here thank you guys um we'll be back next week with the new kendrick lamar release thanks for checking us out thanks for checking us out and uh we'll see you next week yeah 